Hello and welcome to Pop Abroad. I'm Michelle Ibarra, your host, a California girl currently living in Shanghai, China. So you've made the leap, or maybe you're considering it. I've been living abroad for 10 years in South America, Europe, and now Asia, and I want to help you navigate the ins and outs of migrating to a new place. Season one of Pop Abroad will be all about communities, why we need them, how we can use them to get comfortable in our adopted cities, and how great community leaders make it all happen. Now, let's get poppin'. This week, I'm chatting with lawyer Amanda Arjun Terry, president of the International Professional Women's Society. Amanda will discuss with us the need for professional women to have a network of their own and how women need to support each other to move forward in the professional space. Welcome, Amanda. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining my podcast. Thank you for having me. So tell me, how did you pop abroad? I moved to Shanghai in 2014, and I would love to say that it was my own idea, but I actually was with my partner at the time, and he had the opportunity to move here with Johnson & Johnson on an expat package. Those are good. Uh, yes. So I was not opposed. We did a look-and-see trip, and I absolutely fell in love with the city, and I very much encouraged him taking the position over here. So I left the litigation firm I was wa- working at in Boston, and we moved over here together. I worked through a legal recruiter and found some work at a Chinese law firm, um, and we lived the, the expat life for two years actually very close to here in a lane house and uh, in the former French concession <laughs> in the former French in concession. the best neighborhood in Shanghai it was beautiful <laughs> uh, and then after two years found out that contract was ending early and would be moving back to the US and at that time also we realized the relationship wasn't working so he ended up moving back and I stayed because I loved it so much I decided I was going to give it a shot I had gone through the process of getting a work visa and I had already joined the board of IPWS, which we will talk about. And I decided to stay for six months, and that was three and a half years ago. So I uh, moved from expat to local. <laughs> I'm on a local contract and living my own life now here in Shanghai. Nice. How was the visa process? How did that happen? Was it okay? Because, I mean, you were transitioning from coming with your partner, and then you transitioned to your work visa how was that so not easy usually don't hear too many people having easy visa process not in china (laughs) no so when i originally came over it was on a 10-year tourist visa um, that you could get uh, with the u.s china agreement and then when i found the position went through the normal work visa process actually the first time i went through uh, because i'm an attorney it had to go through a special process in the judiciary department and at that point it was denied so despite having worked at the law firm for about four months the permit was denied, they were going to try to reapply. And I said, you know what, this isn't exactly working out for me anyway. So let's just part ways. And I found another position at a healthcare company and was able to get a work visa successfully through that process. And I'm now on my third job in Shanghai, which is at a technology company that was a little more smooth sailing. Although when I first went to that company's when they changed all of the regulations about two years ago, and um, they're always changing. (laughs) The visa rules and laws. It's hard to keep up. It is. So I had to do that trip that a lot of people had to do back to their home country to get uh, certified copies of your diplomas and background checks and all of those fun things. At that moment, I regretted having three degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Every school, you had to go to every school and get everything. Yeah. 
Well, that's a lot of work. It is, it's difficult to get a visa. And realistically, I don't have anything to hide. And I, and then there's also the fake degree issue. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people with fake degrees. And they want to come over here or they want to come to China. They want to go anywhere. And so it makes sense. I'm a lawyer, so I'm all for regulations. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, do you live by the law? I try. <laughs> Sometimes. But yeah, it seems to be everything smoothed out now. Um, a lot of the process is online, which mm-hmm. in the end has made it easier for people. And renewing is much easier. Yeah. It's very easy to renew it this year. So complaining. It's, it hasn't been difficult for me. I've had actually a really good experience with all my visa situation. I was on a tourist visa as well for a bit. And my current job, they have been fantastic. If I ask them, can I have my passport? Can I have my expert card? They'll give it to me the same day and things like that. Last weekend, I did a staycation. And I asked for my visa. I asked for my passport because they're renewing my visa right now. And, and I was like, uh, can you give me like some kind of letter just to say you have it? And they're like, no, we'll give it back to you. It's fine. Like, just give it back to us on Monday and we'll process. We'll continue processing it. Okay. Like, it was no problem. I was so surprised. I was like, oh, okay. So some companies... They have their they have their shit together. <laughs> it depends, <laughs> but yeah. Let's so let's get to the community, the community good stuff. Um, tell us about the community that you are the president of IPWS, which stands for. It's the International Professional Women's Society. Woo woo! Yeah, professional women. <laughs> so IPWS. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about how it started because yeah. it's actually... Tell me um, the history. It's been around in Shanghai for a long time. A long time. It's uh, definitely one of the oldest community organizations in Shanghai. So it started as the Expatriate Professional Women's Society. So it was EPWS in 1993. So we are in year 26 now, which is amazing. Expat women in China in 1993. Yes. That must have been something. It was something. It was started... Um, by Diane Long, who is still in Shanghai, uh, almost three decades later, and Pamela Slutz. They were actually speaking at an AmCham event, an American Chamber of Commerce event, and noticed more women in the audience. They actually noticed more color, and uh, meaning the clothes. <laughs> they said, why is it? Usually everyone's wearing you black, know, black and yeah. blue suits, and what's going on? We see more color. And they said, there's more women in the audience this time. So they, that point, you know, before emails, they were faxing and making phone calls and reaching out to the small group of women that they identified that were working in Shanghai, mostly for large companies. And there were 13 that they gathered together in March of 1993 at a restaurant that was at that time called Shanghai Jack's. It was recently Little Laundry in Shanghai Center. Oh, yes. And then that just closed too. It keeps changing over. But that was where they had their first meeting. And they met every month, and in one year they grew by word of mouth to 80 women. So they found 80 women that were working in Shanghai from other countries. And over the years, it's just grown from there. So now here we are 26 years later. In um, 2016, we rebranded to IPWS International, so changed the expatriate to international to reflect um, our more global community with a global outlook. Not so many people identify so much anymore with the word expatriate people are coming and finding opportunities in shanghai for all different reasons so we felt very happy about that change and that's really why uh, ipws has been able to sustain for 26 years not only the volunteers that help run it but its ability to evolve and modernize with the changing times especially in shanghai where things change very quickly so it, it is a complete volunteer organization absolutely so we have 10 board members uh, there's always been a board of directors since the group was set up. Since by the dawn of time. Yeah, since the dawn of time. <laughs> most of the original um, leaders were from corporate. It started with a very corporate structure, but that's helped 
maintain the organization for sure. So we have a board of directors, uh, 10 volunteer women, all amazing women. And we have two interns that are the only people that are paid in the organization. Everybody else does this in their free time. So um, everyone has full-time jobs or their own companies or um, other endeavors that they're working on. So this is all volunteer run and nonprofit as well. So the money that comes in through events and memberships goes back into the organization to keep it. How do you connect with the community and, and you know invite women to these events? Sure. So um, the way IPWS is organized is uh, so we consider ourselves a platform. Our mission uh, has always been for years to connect professional women to not only build networks, but to develop professionally and personally. And the way this is most easily achieved, especially in Shanghai being an event city, is through events. So our platform is mainly events. And we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm Mike Shaw, and I'm butting into Michelle's interview to invite you to check out my podcast, Migratory Patterns, another show in the Migration Media Network. Each week, I talk with someone who's living outside of their place of origin to explore the complex issues of identity that come from moving abroad. For those of us who have the privilege and autonomy to do it, what drives us to move overseas? How do we adopt to our new environments? And how does moving change our notions of what home means? With over 270 million people and growing living outside of the countries of origin, how we think about the concept of home, along with things like national identity, friendship, and family, have the potential to shift cultures all around the world. So join me each week as I talk it all out with the folks who are blazing this new trail for humanity. Visit migrationmedia.net to learn more or search for Migratory Patterns wherever you get your podcasts. So Amanda, tell me more about the events. I want to hear more about what goes on with the events. What kind of events are you having? Yeah, absolutely. So we strive not to be like your typical networking event where everyone shows up and just exchange business cards and it's like, hi, my name is Awkward. so-and-so. What can you do for me? And what can, you know? Yeah. So we are very much (laughs) content-based. We want um, to have innovative topics, interesting topics, diverse topics. So uh, recently what we've done is we have a monthly series called The Thought Activator. So this is what we call networking with a purpose. So we have a monthly IPWS Thought Activator, and that person comes in and gives a powerful just 10-15 minute talk on a particular topic to get everybody thinking. And then we have questions or prompts that people are broken into groups ahead of time with a letter or number, and you discuss after the thought activator gets everybody's mind going, these particular questions in the group, and then we switch the groups as well. So you have the opportunity to meet everyone in the room, but talk about a particular topic, and then come away with not only takeaways from the topic, but uh, new people in your network. So that's just an example of one type of event that we do. We've also um, done panel events, workshops, where we participate in mentor walks, which is a great organization. Oh, I love the mentor walks. Mentor that walks. is how I've met, you know, older women, established women, and they and one of my mentors here. She's been here for thirty years. It's just crazy. Women, I can't believe some international women have been in China for most of their lives. Hard to leave. I was here. I was going to ask you about the topics. Like, what are the popular topics or themes around the events? Like, I remember going to one about e-commerce in China specifically, and I loved it. It was really informative. I learned a lot. So, so what are the popular ones? Yeah, we have we try to never repeat actually. So every year in August, we do our strategy and event planning for the organization, and the board takes a look at 
uh, trending topics. Uh, we also get suggestions from our members and our community. We like to really not be part of the traditional circuit of topics and speakers in Shanghai and make sure we're always doing something a little you bit You like to challenge yourself. Yeah, we do. We do. We don't make it easy for ourselves, that's for sure. I'm the same. So. I like love having, like, I like to have the weirdest, most unique or, like, try the newest restaurant or, like, just mixing places. It's, I think it kind of makes, it keeps things fresh. It keeps us on our toes, especially in China with topics changing. I I want to know, like, specifically, mm-hmm. what has been the hot topic this year? Then. So this Let's year. Let's say 2019. Yeah, because I've been on the board for five years, so I could go back and think of all of our events, but since we do about 30 a year, that would it's, be 150 different Yeah, topics. it's difficult, and I think, yeah. <laughs> but I, I've, been to, I've been in the community for years, so I've seen the development. It's been great. So this year we had a very successful panel event on AI and diversity. So looking at whether AI is going to help or hurt diversity in the future. And we had a panel of uh, four different experts, and that was very well attended, very interesting, kind of AI is a hot topic right now, but we wanted to you know, take it to the next level. Uh, we also, in our Thought Activator series, had um, actually looked at whether feminism is tainted, and that was kind of a pretty controversial topic. Ooh. And we had some men attend as well. I should mention that... Um, uh, despite being a member-based organization, non-members are also invited to our events as well as men. And we do have men that come to our events. So th- that was a really interesting discussion. Uh, we also have talked about personal, the self-dilemma of personal branding, but to the point of how do you promote yourself uh, without crossing that line? And I think that's a very important topic for women as well because we do a bad job of uh, self-promotion yeah we uh, need to get our confidence up yep confidence. I, and courage i mm-hmm. that was what the big summit was about tell us about the summit the the annual summit i mean it's huge it's hundreds of people yeah so we have so throughout the year we have all of these events which range from 40 to 80 people but then in the springtime in may we have our flagship event which is the ipws summit so the ipws summit we've been running for the last four years focuses on a different leadership theme each year that helps you build your roadmap to success. So the very first one, uh, we looked at embracing the changing nature of leadership and feminine and masculine leadership traits. The second year, we explored understanding power in leadership because when you hear the word power, many people have a negative connotation about that, but in reality, it's a very positive thing. So that was uh, an awesome uh, I agree. That That was my first summit. And it was great. That, that was the one that was at The Place. The Place yes. called The Place. <laughs> and then um, last year, we looked at confidence. So very important topic, especially um, for females. And this year, as you mentioned, we explored the topic of the courage to lead. So our, we had a fantastic lineup of speakers and our MC were just amazing in engaging our audience and dis- uh, discussing this topic. It's a very special event because it's not your typical conference. If you've been to conferences before, or half day or full day conference, it's a lot of sitting, it's a lot of panels, it's a lot of business card exchange. Yes. <laughs> and we, as our small events during the year for this large event, we also strive to make sure that this is a modern, innovative, interactive conference. So no panels, we have an MC that guides us through the day, and then we have six very powerful speakers 
that share their story throughout the day. And we have a portion of the event that's also um, what we call active conferencing. So that gets the audience engaged, gets them out of their seat. We actually move to a completely different room. So in the past, we've done um, design thinking workshop. We've done applied improv with snack. Yes, <laughs> improvisation. I remember that. Yep. Yes, and yes. dot, dot, dot. Exactly. Finish the sentence. Say you had takeaway from the event. That's also yeah. what we want. I still to... remember things. It, that's why I love the community. I think IPWS, I think women's a women's society for professional women to develop. I think we need it more than anything. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. That's why it exists. There's this huge niche, and especially in Shanghai, especially in China, especially as a woman, as an expat, which... I still use that word expat, but as an international, I mean, it's nice to have that, have these people support you in a professional setting. So, I mean, I think this is a good time to ask about the demographic. How, how is the demographic of the community? Do you see a lot of younger professionals? How do you connect the older professionals with the younger professionals, which we talked about mentor walks, but tell us a little bit more about the demographic and how everything, how you keep everyone together. So IPWS is unique in that we have a very diverse um, community, for sure. We have a community reach of about 9,000 right now um, and 200 mem- members. Yeah. yeah. Snaps. Um, I would say, you know, we have a membership executive on the board and she follows the trends and, of course, looks at our dem- demographics. And we're really proud that we have, in terms of nationality, 40-plus nationalities represented we have a quarter to a third right now of our participants are Chinese professional women, which is fantastic because, um, you know, when we rebranded to IBWS, a big part of that as well was being inclusive and um, not just expats that are in Shanghai, but Chinese the 12, professional women 13 as well. million. <laughs> no, yeah, the 12 or 13 million women in Shanghai. Yes. It's a lot of women. A lot of women and a lot of women who, you know, either work for foreign companies or have gone to school abroad or have had experiences abroad so when they come back to Shanghai they still want to connect you know with people from all over the world that are working here so big participation there we have seen over the years uh, an increase in quote-unquote young professionals but I think that reflects what's happening in Shanghai generally and that a lot of the traditional executive packages of women who are here on company packages is less and less women and men. I mean, that's just across the board because companies aren't paying for expats really to... Shanghai is getting expensive. It's very it's China, expensive the big cities, and... it's not it's not cheap anymore. And if, if there's a woman on an expat, if anybody's on an expat package, I mean, they have to pay for the children to come, for the husband, the wife, whoever. The I mean, the entire family and then the education. education I mean, it's yeah. it's a huge it's it's a huge investment, and and now a lot of companies are are leaving China too, which is another thing. Yes, so, so. I, that definitely changes the demographic. Changes, changes the demographic, and then you know the influx of the new profile of people that are coming in, um, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of freelancers that, you know are finding Shanghai a really awesome, not only test market, but a place where you know you can set up and do really well. So there's a bigger profile for sure of um, a bigger segment that fit that profile of people that aren't uh, a traditional company worker. Um, people coming from different countries now that we haven't seen before. Like I'm meeting a lot of people from you know Africa and other parts of Asia that 
you know, those countries are just newly sending people to Shanghai with companies that are doing business here, a lot of it coming from the Silk Road initiatives. So, um, you know, obviously the demographic changes, but, you know, IPWS has been able to stay true to its mission and still service its community because we pay attention to who our community is and what they need and what they want. The Thought Activator series was a direct effect of us talking to our membership and finding out what type of what they needed what they I think that's so interesting especially the entrepreneur part that's the one thing I think I really appreciate about Shanghai and China in general that they are really open to foreigners coming starting businesses and China is helping is is actually accelerating that process with through China Accelerator which is a really good organization that sponsors like small businesses to grow I really like that. I think that's really cool. And I think IPWS is like the perfect community to join. I've met so many women through the community. So many bossy, badass, you know, working women that are that came over alone as well. Mm-hmm. That moved to China alone from Africa, like you said. Or I think that's actually really cool about the demographic. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's oh, no super worries. cool. I'll, I'll, I'll also just add on that um, So we do still have... Um, a group of senior executive women that are very much involved in the organization. The men- Tell us so, about the mentor walks. Yeah, so men- I love it. Mentor walks, and we also have a series that's called, um, this. we have a senior executive breakfast series. We try to do that three times a year um, and have a roundtable discussion with a facilitator that speaks on a certain topic. Gives a great opportunity for these women actually to just meet with each other because they're very busy women uh, and their needs are much different than you know most of our members that are coming to the monthly events which are in the evening time. So this is very successful. They love that we put this on for them. It's a great opportunity and a lot of those same women are involved in mentor walks. So mentor walks is not uh, an IPWS initiative. It actually was started by Michelle Garneau of M on the Bund, famous Australian restaurateur, and she partnered in the beginning with Ann Cham, Britt Cham, Oz Cham, and then she came to IPWS, which we were very honored. So uh, those four organizations, along with M on the Bund, worked together to start Mentor Walks. So the premise behind Mentor Walks is to not be a formal mentoring program. So it's not what you would typically think of, that you're paired with a mentor and you meet every month, like you might have in your job or in another formal mentoring program. This is once a month, we meet at a park, so mentors sign up first, and then once we know how many mentors are there, and they're, um, you know, they apply to be mentors, we open to mentees, which are young professional women, so after they've graduated from school and have just started jobs, and we meet at Jingam Park on a Friday morning, and you pair up, so usually a couple mentees to mentor, and you walk and you talk. And the mentees are prepared with questions or issues maybe they're having at work and want advice on. And you talk for about an hour. The time goes by quickly. You wish there's more time. Beautiful when you're outside. And then after that, there's no obligation to keep in contact. You can, um, but you don't have to. And then the next month, a mentee can pair themselves with another mentor. Maybe they're interested in changing their career. So Maybe they work in marketing, but they want to talk to someone in finance. Or yeah. it's a great, it's really great for the mentors and the mentees. It's been uh, so successful that it's been replicated now. Um, it started in Beijing and Shanghai. They're now in Hong Kong, a few cities in Australia. I'm trying to get someone to do one in Boston. Ooh, wow! Yeah, yeah I actually, this is a good way. I want to ask you about expansion. What is the plan? So IPWS is only in Shanghai at the moment. 
Are there any plans for it to expand? There are actually. Uh, we have. I can share some exciting news. Yes. That, um, we're very likely going to have a chapter in Mexico City. So we have someone working on that now. So what? if I wow. backtrack a little bit, um, about three years ago, we had a chapter in Pune, India. It was a former member that had lived in Shanghai, and then she moved to India for work. And she said, oh, I, I wish I had something. Like, I want to bring it with me. I want to bring it with me. Yeah. Because we've had so many people when they join IBWSA, this is exactly what I was looking for, you know, once they find us. Now it's much easier to find us because we have WeChat, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, our website. But um, you know, back in the day when that wasn't there, some people didn't know about IPWS. So when they find us, this is exactly what I'm looking for. So she wanted to take that with her in India. So she set up that chapter and it was going for about one year. And then she ended up leaving the board they had created and the new board changed to another organization name, which is completely fine. We were happy to help them get set up and that organization is still going now in India, which is really cool. After that, we said, wow, there might be more people that want to start chapters. So we created a position on the board called uh, Global Relations. So uh, my colleague, Noga, is now in that role. And since, since she's joined, she's done an amazing job of putting together almost like a, a startup kit. Hey, oh. You want to start an IPWS chapter? Here's how you do it. Here's and, our handbook. Yeah. Fly. So, yeah. So it gives, you know, we have an agreement and instructions and... Uh, tips and you know our bylaws and everything to help that person get set up um, you know some requirements you need at least three people that are gonna start start it and be committed um, so we are right now exploring with someone interested in Germany and we're very close to the chapter opening in Mexico City so that's exciting yeah. congratulations thank you I think it should it should it should expand because what you guys are doing and what you've been doing, I mean, you've perfected it in Shanghai. It's absolutely like the way you engage with the community and you ask them, what do you need? What, do you, what are you looking for? Like, what, where are you trying to expand? Where are you trying to grow professionally? I think that is different than so many other communities. I think a lot of communities, they have their niche and they, they plan events and, and they hope people join, but you guys are so much more thoughtful. Hence the thought activators. I think that makes a perfect sense. All right, so let's finish up. And I actually want to ask you personally, as an international living abroad, you've lived in China for a while. What is your favorite expression you've learned since living here? In Chinese? In Well, it, well yes, let's say in Chinese. And if you have a story that goes along with it. So my favorite is Mama Hoo Hoo. Oh, is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. But now when people say that, all I can think of is the comedy group. Yes. <laughs> I still use it as like, a, mm, it's so-so, it's a mama hoo-hoo. And people look at me who don't speak Chinese and, you know, when I go home or when I travel, they're like, what does that mean? That sounds so weird. It sounds funny. I think that's why I like it. It just sounds funny. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably come away with a chapu duo as, as well. <laughs> Which one? See, I don't know that. Expand, please. The, um, close enough, right? Because it means like, yeah, it's close chabu enough. I know I'm saying it incorrectly. It's my Chinese is terrible. Is it C? But... No. It's Cha. How do you spell it? Is it C H A B U? And then it must be D D U O. Because Chab- Boo is no. Yeah. So Chabuduo. See, I don't. I learn. I'm learning something new too. I mean, I yeah. think that's the whole thing. Which is a good one for me because I'm a perfectionist. So I need to sometimes say to myself like, it's good enough. <laughs> 
limited hours in a day you need to move on yeah no I love it I love I like to hear because I think as we live abroad I'm every time I move somewhere new I I remember a few key expressions that I probably say every day right so I always like even now like I'll say things in Korean or like in Spanish and my partner's like what are you saying and I'm like it's just the, my favorite expressions of what I picked up as I live abroad so another good one is um I like chilema when people are saying hello but it translates to have you eaten which oh, I love that one because I love yes. eating so it's something saying hi and you're saying yeah. have you eaten hi have you eaten yeah. it's like a polite way to ask you that's yeah. so I, I love that's that cute. one too I haven't heard that one super often I don't have enough Chinese friends <laughs> I need more but yeah I love I love learning people kind of like what they see because like what you say is totally different like it's not the everyday Chinese that I'm practicing because my main mate is like ah oh, it's fine mama hoo hoo it's cool but thank you thank you for joining is there anything else you want to share about IPWS I do that we didn't get to cover yes. I, I actually do I want to ask you really quickly what the you have these corporate lunches for the senior women yes and I was going to ask you what differences do you see in those corporate women what do they need professionally what are some of the themes you see running with them? Yeah, so it's a breakfast, actually, because um, there's probably no way they'd be able to break and meet us for lunch. So we do it in, uh, in the morning, usually on a Friday morning, so people can go straight to work afterwards. Uh, so that's one need is scheduling and making sure it's a good uh, time. Um, I think in the most valuable experience that they're getting from this is just being able to connect with each other. Most of them all know each other, but they you know, from years of working in Shanghai, but perhaps don't get to uh, connect, especially over a meaningful topic, very often because they're very busy. So it's great to be able to provide that platform. And of course, as um, the president and other board members, when we're there, it's amazing to hear them share their stories and their experience in Shanghai too. So it's a, it's a win-win. Mm. I mean, I think it is important to put a face to a name. Especially like you said, you you see, I see, I hear people's names all the time. I've never met them, but I feel like I know them. And sometimes you realize like, I wish I had connected with this person before, but because time constraints, because of work, I, you don't always get that opportunity. And I think you guys are creating that opportunity. And I think that's why PWS continues because you, you're, you're, you're engaging the community in what they need. And that's these wonderful opportunities to connect. Thank you so much for joining. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for, and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining in and hope you start popping abroad soon. If you want to learn more about the community mentioned, info will be in the show notes. Want to connect? Know a global community that's helping expats live their best lives? Let me know. Find me at Pop Abroad on Instagram. Pop Abroad is proudly a part of the Migration Media Network, where we share with you the stories of the migration experience. Check us out at migrationmedia.net for all of our shows.